0: Welcome back, my friends. I'm really excited to have you here today because we are going to dive into the pearl sequence and business, and I'm really just... Loving these episodes. Like, honestly, the Venus sequence episode, I had to record it over two days because it was so massive. And I was just like, I'm literally pouring my entire heart into this. <laughs> so happy I only have to do this once. And it's going to support people and help them contemplate their Venus in business. And even the activation sequence. And now we're talking about the Pearl sequence. And I'm just so excited about the Pearl sequence because I actually did the Pearl sequence retreat last year around this time. Like the date of this uh, episode being published, and I remember I had left my nine to five in September of last year, and then I dove into the pearl sequence, and it was so beautiful because it's all about prosperity, and it really helped me to. It really helped me to reevaluate my relationship to money, and just really look at what my relationship is to wealth and really paying attention and coming back to simplicity in terms of my priority of being of service and trusting that being of service means that it's going to bring abundance to everyone. It's not about sacrifice. And I know that sacrifice is the city of the the 19th Gene Key, but I'm talking about sacrifice from a place of compromise. It's not about that. And so it really helped me redefine my relationship to money, and it also really helped me redefine my relationship to my business. And so I'm really excited to go through the pearl sequence today and to talk about my own experience of contemplating the gene keys that I have in here and just really give you that guidance on how you can contemplate this as well. So the pearl sequence is the third and final sequence for now. There's actually another sequence that they're creating, so there's some... Uh, Hot piping tea to spill. There's going to be another sequence coming to the Gene Keys, but right now, the day that I'm recording this, this is the last sequence of the Golden Path Gene Keys. So, Pearl Sequence. The last sequence. So, the first sequence. The activation sequence is about your physical experience. It's about unlocking your genius and your four prime gifts, your four prime gifts being literally the gifts of the four spheres that are in that sequence. We come into the Venus sequence and there's a lot more unconscious programming. It's about the wounding that we experience. This is all about emotional, emotional opening, unconditional love. So we go from the physical to the emotional, and then we come into the Pearl sequence, which is about a mental journey. And it's so interesting because it is about defying the logic that we have around prosperity. It's about coming to mental clarity. And when you notice in life, whether it's about money, business, relationships, whatever the fuck it is, you notice that when you come to a point of clarity, things become simple. Clarity is simple, When you think about clarity, when you think about even the clarity of a crystal or looking through a clear piece of glass, it's simple. There's nothing complicated about it, but it it literally allows us to see things differently. And that is really the purpose of the Pearl Sequence. So the Pearl Sequence dives into the inquiry of how connected am I to my community? Once your physical and emotional patterns through the previous sequences are understood and embodied and contemplated, then we move into clarifying our vision on the mental plane with prosperity. So clarity in the mind around what prosperity is and what it can be for us, our business, our people, and so on. So this sequence really shows you how your unique talents will allow you to best serve the whole while living a fully prosperous life. Life. So it's really about inclusivity and abundance and overflow, but from such a different lens because I feel like in the past when I've contemplated manifestation, it almost spiritually bypasses the shadows and the shit where it's like, oh, just focus on what you want and, you know, energetic minimums and maximums and, you know, just dream big and so on. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when I was practicing that way, I was definitely bypassing the underlying shit that was coming up for me that. I didn't want to look at. And so I really felt like the pearl sequence gave me permission to contemplate my relationship to prosperity in a different way. So the first sphere that we're going to talk about is known in the venus sequence as a core wound and once we've really contemplated the core wound embodied this and like acknowledge where this wounding shows up in our business and in our life it becomes our vocation and this is also known as a core talent that we're here to share with others like this could ultimately be one of the biggest underlying flavors of how you show up in business so this is our unconscious mars the mars planet has to do with immaturity aggression passion but as I've mentioned before and I'll say it again in case you've like listened to this episode and not the other ones, immaturity, the way that I love to describe this is that it has to do with like planting a seedling and it's just not yet mature. There's there's an opportunity for growth. So my vocation is 34.3. 34 is in in human design, it's the gate of power. The shadow is force and then we have strength and majesty. And so Before I dive into that, I want to talk about this first fear vocation in the Pearl Sequence. So this is really going to be an opening of our hearts into this mental clarity around being selfless, having wisdom and generosity. So the deeper that we go into our own wounding, right, because the core wound is really about this this wounding around aloneness while the Venus sequence is really tapped into like the wounding of relationships and connections with others. So this wounding, this coming back to aloneness is really reconnecting with how we can become of service by sharing the gifts from our core talent, this vocation. So this is like really looking at and owning the learned lessons and being able to contribute that to society, to the collective, to the whole. So this, the holy grail question, as Richard Rudd calls this in the pearl sequence is really to ask, how can I be of the greatest service to the whole? And the whole is being healing yourself and being a contribution to others. It's, it's inclusivity. So when you're contemplating your vocation and really considering the holy grail question, like your gift is what you're here to share with the world and this is also your space of creativity and your genius stems from this space so for me when i look at 34 3 and i consider the shadow of force like i can't even tell you how many times i force things in my business like 34 is found in the sacral it's all about creative energy and that's just a coincidence. I'm not saying like you could have a gene key or a gate from a different center. It's still gonna be your point of creativity just because the 34 is in the sacral and that has to do with creativity. That's just the that's just divine connection. So when you really look at this, like I'll dive more into this in a minute, but from a business lens, when you consider your vocation, you can ask yourself like, what is my gift for my core wound that evokes my creativity? How can I give grace to processing my wounding and being able to share this talent with the world and who who would I make an impact with and you know what's crazy is that you could actually consider that question like who would I make an impact with like who who does my gift serve or what it sorry what what is what people can I make a contribution with with this gift that could actually tell you like your niche that could tell you the people that you're here to serve and actually give you clarity on who you're speaking to and this could literally be a pivot point of like how you write copy, how you create content, how you offer and create services, like this is quite literally, I mean I could almost, I could look at every sphere in the gene keys and like give you examples of how that could be a contribution to your business but I'm just showing you like you know And I know that when we look at people in the industry, including ourselves, like there's some kind of thing that may have happened to us, or maybe we're just incredibly passionate about something without having experienced trauma that we want to share with people. But there's always a gift there from that realization that we want to share. And that is what speaks to our niche. So I just wanted to kind of share that, you know, obviously always tying this back into business. So when we look at the vocation, every sphere has the shadow gift and city. And so our vocation shadow is really constricting that we cannot be prosperous by doing what it is that we love doing with that creative urge that we have so it's like we become stunned and we postpone we procrastinate there's a fear and it's like you don't want to take action so it's like really asking yourself what do i believe about my inner suffering that i don't think is valuable for others when we consider the gift of the vocation, it's really, it's really considering, you know, there is this level of perseverance, no matter what the shadow is, that allows us to ignite and embrace this fear of aloneness that we have and look at how that gift can be given to others. Cause the gift is always about giving, right? We get, we, we have it ourselves. It'll always be with us, but then we get to give that to others. So it's like, how can you balance? Cause this unfolding, this opening, it takes patience. How can you balance patience and perseverance to support the courage that you feel to radiate this gift. And then when we look at the highest expression, like this is just an afterglow of cracking yourself wide open, being vulnerable, sharing your talent. And it's really about looking at like just witnessing yourself in this, like, where am I witnessing the reminiscence of the acidic experience that I'm having with this jinky in my vocation? I chatted about 34 in the Venus sequence episode because that's a core wound, right? So that was the last fear that I talked about. So I'm not gonna go like crazy in depth into it now, but I just do want to share that when I really considered that 34 and the shadow of forest was my experience in business, it felt so real for me and especially because it's it's unconsciously defined for me, right? So it's like I don't consciously notice that I'm forcing things until, you know, I burn out or I get frustrated, right? So this is where this is where this the strategy and the authority of your human design can tie into this with any sphere of looking at if you're in the shadow, how are you not following your inner authority to make decisions or take action in your life or business? And so when I really looked at the the ability to notice my force and really sit with like, what am I not trusting? What am I trying to prove? What is it that I don't believe will happen? Like what, where, where is this? Like, I'm not worthy. How is this coming up for me? And especially because my 34 actually connects to the 10 in the G center and the 10 is my radiance, right? So this is my, this is my unconscious sun energy. So it's like, if I look at this from a human design lens, it's like I've got that channel, the channel of exploration, and that 10 is all about like self-obsession and then it's about naturalness and being and it's, it's all to do with identity and sense of direction and I can look at those, I can look at those flavors, you know, this is just a side piece of how you can contemplate the gene keys is like looking at the channels and whatnot as well, but it's like I'm forcing myself, I'm obsessed with how I show up, how I get seen, the direction that I'm going in, And it's like, how, how can I really step back from this and like witness it and contemplate it? And so then when I look at strength, it's strength, especially because the 34 is in the sacral center and it's going to have this natural creative rhythm with the, that sacral energy. It's like, how can I have the strength to allow things to unfold in the right timing and like hold back, but then also just be resilient. And then the city of majesty, I know I find this is such an interesting word, right? But majesty is really looking at, it's like the consequence of having strength. I've had this, I have this, I am majestic. Like, I just kind of like that, like, who are you being if you are majestic, what are you not doing? What are you doing? You know, that's really, that's really the contemplations that I've had. And so when I look at when I'm forcing myself in business, and especially because I have power view in human design and I can see what's working and what's not working and who's winning and who's losing and like just the discrepancies, like this is my core talent that I bring people that can be like, you're forcing shit. What are you doing? Right? And it can, it, you know, it can be this point of relatability, but then it can also be like what we see in others, even though it's unconscious, but it's always running within us. So in the pearl sequence, again, the the sort of theme is like connection to community. And you're going to notice when you start to contemplate the lines, they all have the flavor of like running a movie set or like a production because ultimately the pearl sequence is tied into business entrepreneurship organizations organisms like you're gonna learn more about this as you dive into it but there needs to be people running certain aspects in order to have that flow of prosperity so this is why we see the interesting line names in terms of what they do for each of the spheres so my vocation is line three and line three is known as the strategy slash the producer so the shadow side of the line three is being a workaholic and being addicted to wealth as in making more money and in this context wealth is not prosperity and this addiction is run from a place of scarcity and overdrive so when i look at how i was showing up in the early years of my business and just being so obsessed with like okay five figure months once i hit five figure months then i'm good i'm safe i'm successful and it was just like time and time again coming into my relationship with wealth and money from this place of scarcity of like I need this to work so then I would overwork I would overdrive and so I've definitely seen the shadow like this overproducing so the higher frequency of a third line embodiment is really to serve a higher purpose beyond money so this drive for money will ultimately allow a third line to drive projects and endeavors to a point where it can actually serve those in need So this is prosperity. This is going beyond. This is overflow from a full cup or a half full cup, not a half empty cup, right? And so there is this really amazing ability with the third line of being able to learn through self-discovery, right? So again, always tying into those previous flavors that the third line has of shame and needing to experience life and avoiding conflict and just really, like, those are the shadow flavors, right? But there's also this, like, massive ability to be dynamic and to experiment and to just really live life and have that resilience so with that is ultimately the drive to take action and to make shit happen especially when the vision is overflow so for example the third line like i mentioned is described is described as the producer like of a movie So they best thrive in environments where they can witness and connect with the status quo so that they can inject their ability to streamline and to bring efficiency to those whom they connect with. So it's like you have all this experience as a third line. You fucking lived it. And then it's like, oh, I can connect and share with others. So the gift is knowing all levels of the project, like being able to see all aspects. So it's interesting because when I consider the shadow, the gift in the city of this, it's like, oh, I know force. I can tell you where I have forced things. I've lived it. Let me show you how we can actually infuse strength into these collaborations. Let me connect with you and and share my life experience. And I totally do this. The way that I write copy and I talk about my experience in business. There's so many freaking podcast episodes about it. Like it's endless. So we're going to kind of wrap up the vocation. And we're going to move into the pathway of initiative so this pathway of initiative it connects to the culture sphere okay this pathway is really asking the question of what is the core foundation of prosperity or even asking like what is the core foundation of my version of prosperity and one of the things i love that richard Rudd talks about when it comes to this pathway is that and just even prosperity in general is that prosperity is the ability to make fire And so I thought this was so fascinating when I was reading this. I was like, this fucking blew my mind because if you think about it, the ability to make fire and to be resourceful, if you're quite literally thinking about camping or being out in fucking nature, you're going to have warmth, you're going to be able to cook food and you're going to be able to signal for help. So it's just, that is just power. So it's like really the contemplation of like how... Am I currently prosperous with what I have, with the resources that I have in my life, in my business, right? Igniting what it is that we have. And so the really big focus when it comes to this is looking at is looking at balance. It's about seeing beyond the illusion of simply focusing on the future for safety and security and actually being able to ground ourselves in the present moment and live with clarity over being bogged down by the shoulds of when it comes to prosperity, wealth and money. So it's just. that that balance of being present and seeing the prosperity now in this moment and not being over fixated on like the future and the more money coming and this and that because then it's like we're literally announcing that where we are in this moment is a cup half empty it's not half full right so when you really contemplate this from a business lens is like really asking like where am i holding myself back from igniting my fire with the resources that i have now to amplify the prosperity I already have in my business and in my life. And I think one of the biggest things that happens here is that people, and including myself, it's like, well, if I just focus on what I have now, then I'm cutting off the floodgates to receiving more. And it's it's that's not the truth, because when we see what it is that we have now and the prosperity that we have now, that is our foundation. That is our foundation to receive. That is our foundation to ignite sustainability. So I think that that's really important, is that that small reframe, that small mind shift set like that mindset shift is what i'm trying to say is really what is going to drive us to a point of clarity and being connected with prosperity on all levels not just the ones that we're seeking like in the future So we come into the next sphere, our unconscious Jupiter, which is our culture sphere. And this is the second sphere in the pearl sequence. And this is really about connecting to our fractal line, which are like the people, the like-minded soul, the folks, the open-hearted beings that we're meant to cross our paths with and who will support us either directly, indirectly, unconsciously, consciously with fulfilling our purpose. And so, you know, you've probably heard about this sphere in particular when it comes to people looking at, okay, like how big should my containers be when I work with people in my programs and really looking at that aspect of it or like what's the kind of tribe or what what's the kind of culture I'm creating, right? And I say tribe as in like the people that we're meant to connect with. And I think that it's really interesting because when we consider and we can play with but I never want this to be a limitation you may resonate with this line expression in this culture sphere you may not but I think what's important is looking at and 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 discerning for yourself yes this resonates as in these are the types of people I want to connect with or no this does not resonate and you get to decide because I never want people to feel limited if this doesn't resonate with them so our vocation represents nature and our culture sphere represents nurture because it is about nurturing the relationships that we're they're here to create and we're here to have. So this sphere represents the environmental relationships that surround us based on the activation of our genius. So when we look at the embodiment of our activation sequence, our Venus sequence, especially when we consider the attraction sphere in terms of the karmic relationships that we're here to attract, all of this plays into the kinds of relationships and the culture that we're here to cultivate and it's it's going to be a very natural way that we connect with these people because it's unconscious this is in the body this is not in the mind it's in the body okay so from a business lens you can really ask like how does the shadow gift and city of this fear allow me to connect with my soul people how how have they or how are they helping me fulfill my purpose And if I haven't yet experienced this, how can I contemplate my shadow and vocation to support me? So when I consider the culture sphere, I have 52.3. And the the things that I love about this is like I'll talk about the Shadow Gift and City in a minute of this gene key, but I also just want to talk a little bit more about the sphere itself. So when we are contemplating this, before we dive into the gene key, there's always going to be the shadow gift and the city expression of the gene key, or sorry, of the spirit self. So the shadow is what directly blocks prosperity in life. Because if you think about it, and I've said this already, I think in the Venus Sequence episode, our relationships with people is what creates our life. So if we're in the shadow of our culture, then we are not connecting to the people that we're designed to connect with in our life. And I want you to consider all the shadows. I say this all the time, how they're points of resilience, but they're also kind of like a trampoline. So every time we hit the shadow, we're going to bounce right back up into the air. And it's really like, it's their support. It's like, hey, this is kind of, you know, this is your low point. You know, this is not, this is not your full experience of this gene key or these frequencies. Like let's, let's rise from here. You know, it's like a catching, it's a net, To bring us back into the energetic frequencies that are going to have us reconnect with our soul, people, and the culture that we are designed to create and cultivate and thrive in. So this is really interesting because it has to do with relationships and connections and literally culture. The reason why we go through the Venus sequence first is to clear our heart so that we can be in a state of unconditional love, so that we can have authentic relationships with people. So that's one of the things to remember is that I think that if you experience the shadow of your culture sphere, looking at, like coming back and questioning, like, where am I not fully opening my heart to connect with these people or call them in? It's going to be in the heart space. Like, it's not necessarily just going to be like, this is the environment I'm in with these people. It's like, it's going to start from the heart because that's how we connect with others. So when we look at the gift of the sphere, it's really about what is going to help you break old paradigms into receiving prosperity in your life so look at the gift and it's like how does this gift bring me prosperity and how does prosperity show up when i'm embodying this gift and then when we go into the acidic expression this is like the creativity from our vocation is what will allow us to experience this inner flourishing of like the things that light us up and then also that will just be outwardly expressed and this is just like an again like this afterglow of embodying the shadow and the gift of this jinky in this sphere so you know you can ask yourself here in this expression when i'm experiencing the city of my culture what am i feeling called to give away in my business as an overflow of, of abundance it's a really powerful thing you can contemplate So when I look at 52.3, 52, the shadow is stress, the gift is restraint, and the city is stillness. I think when I look at my business, when I look at the shadow of my vocation, which is force, and then I look at stress, I am very much aware that I am not trusting my process. And as soon as I feel stressed, I come back to my inner authority and strategy, waiting to respond to the environment and really deciding, does this light me up? Because that's ultimately going to allow me to express my creative urges, especially being a sacral generator. So when I consider that when I feel stressed, I'm like, okay, I like immediately take my foot off the gas. And it's so beautiful because this is naturally leads into the gift of restraint, so when you read about the 52nd Gene Key in the book, the Gene Key book, restraint I love because it, it's, it kind of ties into the same flavors of strength where it's like really looking at how can you wait for the right rhythm and the right flow. So restraint, if you think about it, I love the conversation around nature with this. And this is what was brought up in the 52nd Gene Key in the book is there's seasons of when things will grow. I'm talking about plants okay, I'm talking about flowers, trees, all the things, and when we're stressed, like, let's say we have flowers outside, we planted them, they're gonna come around in the spring, and it's like, oh my god, I'm so fucking stressed, like, when are they gonna pop up, like, I'm not seeing my tulips, like, where's my daffodils, like, come on, people, right, and it's like, okay, well, what if I can just restrain myself from overwatering, from, like, giving too much sunshine, from, like, spending my time like staring at them like watching paint dry on a wall like how can i restrain myself to just give that space and be still with it because restraint obviously stops emotion but in that stillness again that is definitely when the space of contemplation comes in where we pause we pivot and we merge so when i consider the third line The third line in the culture sphere is known as a unit. So culturally speaking, in terms of like group atmosphere, it's really about having this familial experience of three to 15 people. So these beings coming together collectively are designed to fulfill a higher purpose. There's like a mutual higher desire and purpose to fulfill together. And it's like a very strong point of collaboration, and it's really about intertwining these gifts to make an impact and serve the collective. So, it's really it's really beautiful because when I read about this, it really fit the kind of business model that inspires me right now. I'm not interested in growing into a massive corporation or having a ton of employees. Like I really am committed to having this this intimacy with people with either like small group coaching programs, one-on-one coaching. And sure, some people might say like, oh, that's not scalable. But for me, it's like, I want this intimacy. I feel like my sixth jinki in my, uh, my conscious earth is always reaching for that 59th. And that whole channel is the channel of mating. And that is about intimacy. It is about relationships and connections. So I'm always going to be grounded in that. And so I really love this because it, it just, it reaffirms like, okay, so I feel like this is the kind of business I want to have with these more intimate experiences. And maybe that's going to change in five or 10 years. Like, I don't freaking know, but I'm just saying when I read this, I'm like, yes, it doesn't surprise me that when I launch things, I have smaller numbers of people coming in because it ends up being so fucking interconnected. And that feels really good to me. So that doesn't mean that there's less prosperity. If anything, it's just a different version of prosperity that feels aligned for me. And so it's so beautiful because when we look at this from a business lens and we consider, you know, this is these, this three to 15 people with the line three as a unit is really going to thrive in smaller corporations, businesses, enterprises, teams within larger organizations. And it's really about this collaboration of sharing opinions, ideas, being dynamic and being flexible and patient with the trial and error, right? Because that three line is always going to have the flavors of life experiences and like figuring shit out so it's having humor in that right because we talked about the third line and how you know in i can't remember off the top of my head what spirit is but there is this veil of shame that can come up with the third line and it's like okay how can i have humor and just like be open to my humanness through this experience so when i consider this and i look at the way that i support people in my communities and cultures it's like okay you're fucking stressed okay naturally my vocation comes in like how can you have strength how can you restrain yourself that gift and just be still 52 is in the root center this is all about pressure to evolve but even with pressure there needs to be a rhythm there needs to be a pause and the pressure in the root center is about it's like pulsations. it's not like a fucking on switch all the time because we're humans and we're going to burn out So it's like, how can we collaborate? How can we restrain ourselves at the right time and have the stillness for contemplation? Like this is really what comes up for me. So now we're going to dive into the next pathway, the pathway of growth. So the pathway of initiative leads into growth. And the growth pathway is related to the Dharma pathway in the Venus sequence because we're really looking at sustainability growth. So I shared this I was, when I was contemplating this. This is like a direct thing from the Gene Keys website. Initiative plus growth equals wealth, and that is an unsustainable model. When we consider initiative plus growth plus service equals prosperity, a sustainable model. So always coming back to how can we be of service? How can we be inclusive? rather than just focusing on, oh, I need to grow so I can be seen. It's like, how am I making an impact along the way? So the thing is, the Pearl Sequence is very much focused on synergy, not hierarchy. It's organisms versus organizations. And it's about serving the collective as a whole. And it's really looking at, you know, and considering, and this is a direct quote from the Gene Keys website, you don't build synergy, you allow synergy to grow. Hey, cynically needs elements to make up a hierarchy, but without the ego, it's always coming back to being of service, always coming back to this overflow. So this pathway is really about contemplating the balance between growth while also contemplating and recalling the why in which someone would start a business to be of service. So from a business lens, when contemplating this, you can always ask yourself, like, am I still connected to my why or am I showing up with the fucking agenda? I've had to ask myself that. That's why I said it so aggressively. Is my growth outgrowing the possibility of synergy? Is it becoming a hierarchy? At least one that's disempowering. I mean, we need hierarchies to an extent, but collaboration, communication is still gonna create a synergy. And asking yourself, how can I ensure that I'm creating a sustainable business that's serving the whole? Right? Rise together. You rise together, my friends. So the next fear we're going to talk about, this is the third sphere in the pearl sequence, is your brand. So this is your conscious sun energy, right? So we were circling a full fucking circle back to the 36.6 in my conscious sun, which I've talked about a bajillion times on this channel. But I really love this because your brand, this conscious sun energy brand is derived from an old Saxon word called "brinnan," which means to burn and sword. So I love this because our brand is an extension of us like a sword. And also how we make an impact is... Is literally to burn, is like this is the conscious sun. Like, we're here to burn our fucking light to make an impact and an imprint on people. And it's like cutting into their bullshit and cutting into like what you're here to do and to just be, you know, that warrior of that person sharing this like intense energy because the sun energy makes up 70% of our personality. It's a really, it is like. brand it's who it's who we are who we're designed or what we're designed to embody in terms of the energetic frequencies so here this is the version of how we show up energetically and represent our most innermost essence and here's where we seek to contemplate our outer expression to be aligned with our radiance which grounds us spiritually mentally emotionally and then our purpose which is obviously how we are designed to be like fully relaxed in our body to share and illuminate the biggest essence of being that we're designed to to give to the world like our fulfilling our purpose so if you think about it radiance and purpose are unconscious planets this has to do with the body conscious sun is the mind so your brand is about following your inner magic into the outer world and this is like you embodying the gift of your brand is you literally selling your version of the truth because as a brand like we are here to sell ourselves and our gifts and what it is that we're here to share and selling it doesn't just have to be about money like you can share literally sharing an idea with someone and having them agree with you is a sale when we share with someone oh my god i just went to this incredible freaking thai restaurant and had the best pad thai of my life like you have to go there and they go oh yeah i'm so curious i'm gonna go there that's a fucking sale We are selling all the time and we don't realize it. When we show up in our truth and we're being that and it creates relationships and it creates connections with others and we're making an impact, those are all sales. Those are all connections. And so when we are embodying our most authentic self, this is how we create the most authentic sales and how we be a contribution from a business lens. And it's, it's really about simplicity. We're not overcomplicating ourselves. It's like just you coming back to you, not who you think you need to be. So really asking, like, how can I keep things simple? Like, how can I embody the shadow gift and city and show up? Like, how, how can this be a contribution? And how can I feel like I'm fucking radiating my sunshine? You know? So when I consider the shadow gift and city of the brand, fear, the conscious sun energy, is this is the most natural expression that you're going to have so when you're in the shadow confusion arises and there's misunderstanding because you're stepping out of your authenticity and therefore energetically it's creating a mismatch in terms of how people will perceive you so it's like really asking coming back to how can i see myself and give myself full permission to share my version of the truth When we're in the gift expression, this is about being liberated because it's all about you being yourself without compromise, right? So through communication, you're here to sell your piece of the truth to the cosmic play and universe. You're here to be a contribution, this is an alignment between our inner and our outer life. This is like, there's no need to, it's the most sustainable thing because if you think about when we tell a lie, we have to remember things, we have to know the facts, we have to do this and that. But when you're just being your fucking self, like it's literally the most sustainable thing that you'll ever do. So what is your gift to share with the world unapologetically? And then the civic expression, like this is again, just... The consequence of your... So literally, if you look at the Gene Keys golden path, this is a consequence of the quality of your consciousness based off of your purpose, fear at the bottom of the Venus, your attraction, SQ, pearl, and brand aligning. Like there's literally a line that draws through all of these spheres. So your brand is what others will recognize in you. Even though it's consciously defined, it's still going to be so obvious. So with calmness and clarity you can ask yourself when i'm embodied and experiencing my my city of this gene key what do people notice about me that i may not notice about myself in this alignment so when i consider the 36.6 gene key the shadow is turbulence the gift is humanity the city is compassion the sixth line from the brand end is vision and education so i've talked about the 36 a million times turbulence literally the story of my fucking life and i have at this point embraced it because whenever i experience turbulence i'm like all right let's fucking go this is my point of resilience this is me hitting the trampoline we're coming right back up and the gift of humanity is like i love it it is the most like humbling experience to be in any level of conversation or connection with anyone and witnessing them in their humanness witnessing their judgment of themselves witnessing how they think they're not enough witnessing their trials and tribulations witnessing their fuck-ups or even just witnessing their graciousness and and succeeding in their desires and just being resilient like all of it it's like the full spectrum I loved the gift of humanity. And this naturally leads me into being compassionate. Like, oh, you've had turbulence in your life? Like, I fucking feel for you. Like, that's literally how I feel that I communicate with people. Like, it's just, I, it's like I, I have a hard time putting words to compassion. It's just this, I feel an interconnectedness with people. and And so this is why I become so passionate when I see entrepreneurs having turbulence in their business and I'm like, oh my God, I got you. This is so fucking normal. Like let's just keep going. Like this is this is how I feel. Like this exudes for me. And so the sixth line, this is really oh, I just I love the sixth line. And obviously this is like I'm a six two sacral generator, so this is just natural to me. But the flavors of the sixth line is always being on the roof and just seeing something different. Like what is next? Like it's just the inquiry. And there's a there's a real There's a real possibility of isolation and aloneness in this because it is, it is about seeing things differently. And so the sixth line has the ability to completely transform someone's worldview because they are a visionary and it's about lifelong learning. And one of the things I fucking love about being a sixth line is that, and this is why you can literally in my entire podcast channel, all the content I create, so many things is about bringing independence to people bringing education so that people can contemplate their own gene keys their own human design and really feel like they can be empowered with their journey and seeing it and experiencing it in their own way and so it's so interesting because what i've noticed at times is that when i'm not fully trusting my vision because it takes patience and it takes time to unfold I start to kind of embody the fifth line and there's nothing wrong with the fifth line. There's nothing wrong with any of the lines. I'm just saying that this is an example of when we're being out of alignment and you might actually consider, are you trying to embody a different line expression? And that's why you feel you're not self theme When I, when I start to embody someone who's like, here's the specific solution, I'm going to be the hero and the mentor for you. This is what I've gone and done. And like, this is, this is how we can resolve this. It, it doesn't quite work out for me like the content that I write the things that I do it just doesn't fucking land for people because when I start to look at okay let's just let's just see this differently and give the resources so people can be fiercely self-capable that's when I notice that I make an impact in my business and again it's coming back to selling your version of the truth so when I'm like here and I'm like role modeling hey this is my experience with turbulence and humanity and compassion this is how you can embody this in your own business in your own life that is really what allows me to be of service to others is like contributing through my own experience and leadership and this is really what this is selflessness and this is education and having the vision of going beyond so from a business lens you know i I like to contemplate like am i educating others or am i providing solutions And there's nothing, like I said, there's literally nothing wrong with providing solutions, but I'm not a fifth line. So when I start doing that, I'm like capping myself on my potential. Just like if a fifth line was just looking at, okay, how can I be the networker and like bring my resources to my people? That's a very four line approach or a three line where it's like, hey, I'm just going to trial and error and, and experience this. And it's just those previous line frequencies will always live in the line that you have. But just play with that. Like, notice, am I actually living in this line when I'm designed to be in this line? Like, and just contemplate that. That that in itself could be like an entire thought process for you to dive into. So that's it for the brand sphere. And now we're going to dive into the pathway of service. And this goes from the vocation to the brand. So the pathway of service is where the possibility of quantum leaps can happen and this is also bringing our awareness back to our core wound and our vocation and how it can really be seen as our ally and our muse and how we are a contribution to others through our core talent and it's really about contemplating like again pathway of service what's the difference between wealth and prosperity right what's the difference between selflessness and selfishness When we focus on serving the whole, we naturally serve ourselves because we are also part of the whole. So when we come back to the holy Girl question of the pearl sequence, how can I best serve the whole? As we learn to leverage our wounds, our shadows, this really allows us to embody leadership and see how we can give our gifts as service to the whole. So when leading into the Pearl sphere, which obviously we're going to talk about next, contemplating how we can think synchronistically between our heart, mind, and body is what will shatter the typical mental framework that we currently have, the current paradigm, right? Because when we shatter those current mental paradigms, this is how we become limitless in our mind. This is how we surpass the current logic framework because the Pearl sequence in prosperity is a mental game. And of course, there's naturally going to be emotions and physicality to it. But I'm just sharing, it's a mental game. It's how we think about money. It's how we think about prosperity. When we shatter this, that is when we shift and we create a new paradigm. So contemplating this, this pathway, you can ask yourself, what would it take for me to shatter my current mental paradigm about money? And what would truly allow me to step into my gifts of the pearl sequence? so that I can be a service to the whole. Literally a question that I bet you, you could write endless journal prompts on because that's a fucking loaded question that could completely redefine how you run your business. Now we're gonna dive into the pearl. This is your conscious Jupiter planet. And this is the fourth sphere in the pearl sequence. So this sphere I really love because it's more, it's almost like a conclusion. To the entire golden path. And I don't mean that in a disempowering or like mundane way. I just mean that this the pearl is literally the space for inner peace, quietness. And it's where your pearls of wisdom, like pun intended, are harvested through your experiences. And this is where life becomes simple because it's really contemplating what is prosperity. What can it be? Not what does it have to be? And so when we surrender to our higher purpose, like all the gifts, literally the purpose, fear, all of it in the gene keys, and we consider all of these gifts and how they get to be and how you get to be a contribution of service, the pearl brings out life into the perspective of what prosperity truly represents to us. So we're looking at our life. It reconnects us to our life so that we can really determine in our own version of prosperity while also being a contribution. And it just, it really, you'll notice when you feel this experience with the pearl is that it does come back to simplicity. All the noise with the shoulds and the half stews and the grinds and the shadows that we get stuck in that we refuse to or we resist embodying and embracing, it all comes back to simplicity. And it really is like the the prosperity that we have. it is already in our current life. It's not something that we have to go and fucking get. It's already here, and so this is really the entire journey of the gene keys is looking at and the golden path and the gene keys, like all three sequences is is a constant reminder to come home to ourselves to continue to turn inward. And reconnect with ourselves because ultimately, without us, there is no prosperity. The experience of prosperity cannot exist without us and how we show up and the relationships that we have and the inner work that we do and the things that we physically create, the conversations that we have. We fucking are prosperity in a human body. So, when you contemplate this, asking yourself, "What does this jinky teach me about simplicity?" How does it humble me and bring me back to my own life, my own business, how I can be of service? What are the pearls of wisdom that I've harvested from my golden path so far? And so when I consider my pearl, my pearl is 15.4. And this is also the same as my purpose. So the shadow is dullness, the gift is magnetism, and the city is fluorescence. And so when I contemplate this, which I'm actually diving into that in a second. I want to talk a little bit more about the pearl, but you'll see the flavors. I think one thing I love about this is that I can talk about 15 in a pearl experience and then in a purpose experience and how it's the same gene key, but it still makes a different impact. So when we consider the pearl, I just, I just explained a little bit about the purpose of the pearl. We have the shadow gift and city experience of it. And the shadow that we experience in the pearl will show up in a constrictive way which cuts off prosperity because prosperity is all-encompassing, right? And if we think, oh, it can't be this constriction, we cut it off. And it's really it's really about the shadow is like showing us what it is that we're forgetting about in life that's actually important. And it shows up as compromise. It shows up as straying away from simplicity and to stop prioritizing love to ourselves and to forget about and not prioritize being of service, and so you can check in, like where do I feel constructed around prosperity? When it comes to the gift, this is really about having lucidity and being open-minded with the, the, the mind, the emotions and the physical body. And it's really designed to nudge us into this realm of unlocking the mystery of our breath because ultimately breathing and being alive is what allows us to physically be here to connect with prosperity. And so it's... It's embracing and enhancing our awareness and becoming present, coming back to simplicity and being grounded in our life. Like this is the gift. So you can ask yourself, like when I slow down and connect with my breath and connect to my awareness, how can I bring to light my gift to share with others? And the city is timeless. It's just simple. It's, it's a silencing of the mind. That is the ultimate space of simplicity. Is this, this void, this emptiness? Because in that emptiness and that peace, anything is possible. Therefore, prosperity is present. And when we contemplate this, and it's funny how the 52nd, that culture sphere is coming up for me, that stillness, the city of stillness. Asking yourself, when I'm embodying my city in business, how am I experiencing prosperity? When you're in that, that void, Of anything's possible, what is coming up for you? So now I'll speak specifically to 15.4. So 15, like I mentioned, shadow, dullness, magnetism, fluorescence. I notice that when I look at the extremes of this, right? Because again, I've talked about this in previous episodes, 15 being the gate of extremes in human design is found in the G center, which has to do with identity and sense of direction. And So I really find that prosperity comes to me when I have a willingness to embrace the extremes of the directions that I go in and my own identity. And it's, it's when I, when I am resisting, when I'm constricting as well, embracing the extremes that I live, I end up in the space of dullness, which I've shared before is like this lack of polarity, because you need the polarity to have magnetism. And so when I consider, even if I am being someone or I'm going in a direction that does not fucking resonate with me, but I'm willing to embrace it, I'm allowing myself to go to an extreme and that's creating a magnetism. It's like, okay, well, if I know what it is that I don't want, then what is it that I do want? And then the fluorescence is this natural flowering of what's meant to be at the right time because you cannot force timing. And so when i really look at my relationship to prosperity in my business i've shared so many times that i'm not somebody who scaled quickly i mean some people might you know it's all perspective it's all nuanced if i'm going to say that let's just say if i'm comparing myself to someone who says they scaled to six figures in their first year of business or that they did 10k after three months that's not my story there's nothing wrong with that but Because I was constricting and rejecting that, I was missing out on the flourishing of my fucking story of prosperity over the last several years of my business. And allowing myself to go to the extremes and that magnetism, like me showing up fully embodied and like this is prosperity, this is who I am right now, this is how I'm a contribution, calls in my fractal line. Because think about it, the culture sphere, that's all connected in the prosperity sequence. I call in the right people. And so it's really about, it's really just about this, this beingness. Like I really feel a beingness with the pearl, almost more than the purpose fear. So when I consider the line four, line four is known as charity. So line one wants to create, line two's gifts are to be recognized by others, line three is about celebration, and the fourth line is about giving back to the world. And it's so interesting because what I see. In how I embody the four line is the amount of free content that I have for people to consume that is something where I'm like oh I'm just going to repurpose all of this I'm going to bring these bits together and create this guide I'm going to do this podcast episode I'm going to do this master class I'm going to write this email there's so much shit that I give away for free and I finally realized that it's me me really coming into that that creativity, me being a sacral generator, having I only have my sacral energy defined, me doing what it is that lights me the fuck up, there's always an overflow. I never run out of ideas for content when i I recently heard that podcasts tend to fail in their first year because people run out of content, and I'm like sometimes I feel like I have too much content, and that's just because. I this fourth line, like I want to give, like it's just naturally there. And before I used to have a shitty mindset that if I just gave everything away, there would be nothing left for me. And that's not being of service. That's me approaching my business from a place of ego. That's me being focused on wealth and money. And that's not coming from a lens of prosperity. So when I contemplate this, I really, I really love to ask myself, like, how do I notice the shadow of this fear holding me back from being of service? So this dullness, being fucking bored, how is that holding me back from being of service? Who am I being when I am experiencing the gift of this fear, which is magnetism? When I'm being magnetic, what am I doing? I can tell you, I feel lit up. I trust myself. I know I'm going in the right direction. It's literally the G center. That is your magnetic monopole in human design. And what prosperity is most prevalent when I'm shining the city of this gene key? Fluorescence. When I'm really giving that space for things to flourish in their own timing, the sense of pressure just fades away. And it allows me to be present, which ties back into that silence and that simplicity with the pearl. So now we're going to talk about our final pathway, the pathways of quantum, which literally are the three pathways that connect the vocation the culture and the brand spheres to the pearl this is the final and 12th pathway of the golden path and it's known as the most mysterious because we're going to talk about this concept of quantum leaping and it's this is like definitely a buzz concept in the online space like quantum leap quantum leap but here's the thing is that i feel like there's a lot of content around how to generate a quantum leap but the truth is scientifically speaking there's just no there's just no way to prove when somebody's going to have a quantum leap. I think it's it's unconscious and conscious forces collectively coming together, things that the naked eye cannot see. It could have been efforts from years ago that are suddenly catching up that all of a sudden create a springboard experience where you quantum leap into a new paradigm. So quantum leaping from a scientific lens is described as finding ways to break the perceived laws of time and space to arrive at a new paradigm. And... The reason why these pathways are mysterious are, like I said, because there's no way to predict a quantum leap. So, when we consider that the Pearl Sequence is focused on the mental plane, we cannot predict when we will have a quantum leap in consciousness. Because, in order to predict it, we need to be consciously aware of it. But we can only be consciously aware of things when we've experienced them. So, therefore, we don't know it's a quantum leap until it's a fucking quantum leap, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, basically just to kind of summarize through contemplation we learn to pause pivot emerge in our life this is an incredible tool to release the complexities that we bring with our human mind and really i want you to know that the quantum pathways are a space of absorption like all of our wisdom and everything comes into the pearl it comes into the space of simplicity of like what's important how am i meant to serve people right it just it just makes things really simple and it it kind of has the other aspects that are unimportant just fall away because they're fucking irrelevant right and it's just about coming back to the mental awareness of being simply and fully alive in our essence and in our present prosperity and notice if you have resistance coming up for that like what fucking noise is coming up for you telling you that you're not prosperous that is a mental conversation So from a business lens, you can ask yourself, when have I experienced quantum leaps in my life and business? What mysteries became clear to me? Where am I able to contemplate but also release contemplation and simply just be fully alive and present in my life? Right? Because even contemplation is like a way of thinking, it's awareness and so on. But what if you could just be? So, that wraps up the pearl sequence conversation today and i think that i just want to summarize the purpose of the golden path is these three sequences are designed to bring harmony back into our lives through living our most authentic self-expression and harmony is a consequence of individuation of coming back to ourselves, our uniqueness. So that means that all aspects of your life, business, relationship, prosperity, health, dreams, spirituality, they're all interconnected in you in the most aligned way possible that are designed for you. So the three sequences, they all lead us towards, the activation sequence is about the embodiment of our purpose. The Venus sequence is about the purity of our heart. The Pearl sequence is about the clarity of our mind. And so when our inner experience is in harmony with our outer experience, our life has become simplified. It's become efficient, flowy. There's an inner maturity and self-reflection and acceptance of alchemizing our shadows, our gifts, and our cities. The the idea and concept of self-rejection, of needing to get rid of things, fix ourselves, be a certain way, it's gone. It's pure humanness in our own genetic codes, full self-acceptance. And so patience is really what will allow us to fully live in our humanity, in our everyday living. And the more that we contemplate our golden path, the richer it becomes. And honestly, if I came back and recorded this episode in a year from now, I would probably have different things to say about my Gene Keys. And I think that's the fucking beauty of this work is that it is literally timeless, timeless. So I hope that listening to this really inspired you, especially the pearl sequence, looking at your business and like, how can I be of service? Where's my ego present? Like, holy shit, you know, it's a lot to unpack, but it's also so beautiful because it is literally a vessel for us to make an impact and to be a contribution. So as I wrap up this episode, I want to share that there is something incredible sitting in the show notes for you. Depending on when you're listening to this, if it's before December or after, and I'm talking December 2022, I have a Gene Keys business guide that I am in the process of creating, and it's fucking huge. The master copy of all the content that I have is like over 200 pages, and as I'm bringing this together, the personalized, customized versions for people will be close to 100 pages so this gene keys business guide is going to give you what you need to contemplate your gene keys in the way that i've just recorded these last three episodes it's literally going to dive into all the lines all the shadows all the gifts all the cities all the spheres every every planet like all of it and i'm so committed to bringing this work to entrepreneurs so that they can have more awareness and literally show up in the most authentic way possible so right now you can either hop on the waitlist for pre-sale, which is coming up in a few weeks, or the link will be there for you to simply purchase it at this point, depending on when you're listening to this. So pre-sale waitlist is open until the 7th of December, 2022. Being on the waitlist, I've decided, means that you're obviously going to get priority of when you receive your PDF. So right now I'm giving a grace period of three weeks when people order, just because it's myself and my assistant putting these together. They're made to order, so they're fully customized. And I've decided that in January, I'm going to host a mastermind call with those who purchased from the waitlist to have your questions answered, to deep dive into the gene keys together. And you're also going to get a coupon to go towards a special thing that I am releasing in the new year that I'm super fucking pumped about. That's all about gene keys in the business, and it's taking everything to the next level. So definitely dive into the show notes to get on the waitlist. Of course, if you can please take a moment to leave a review, it literally takes two seconds to swipe the stars on Apple or Spotify. It means the freaking world to me so that I can get this work out into the world farther and farther and make a bigger impact. And of course, if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you have any questions or you want to share this on social media, tag me. Lately, I've been having people slide into my DMs. I respond to all my DMs and I love it when people share the aha moments they have makes me so fucking happy especially when I spend so much time recording these episodes and publishing them for you to enjoy so thank you so much for listening and I'm going to chat with you in the next episode